0: Hello everyone and welcome to Blazity video podcasts. We talk about modern technologies and mainly about web apps. I'm Jakub and I'm CEO for Blazity
1: Software and I'm joined today by Hugo. The CEO for Blazity Software and today we're going to talk about Google Web Vitals.
0: Hugo, could you kick things off and maybe explain a little bit uh, what Google Web Vitals are
1: in general? Sure. So Google Web Vitals are an initiative by Google uh, made to standardize the measuring of user experience on the web. And it is an initiative because it is supposed to be evolved over time. Uh, The people evolving evolving it uh, are Google. And so far we have three key metrics to differentiate what Google Web Vitals are. Right, but you're saying that it's
0: an I- initiative and it's something that, because everyone knows about the three ma- ma- metrics that uh, sure. Google implements now, but in general, it's a more of an ongoing thing, right? And they will expand on that later. Sure,
1: sure. To, to maybe provide more context, um, so far in the web development space, we had a lot of many different metrics to go about. Uh, and all these metrics were very hard to explain, very hard to understand for non-technical people, and required a lot of knowledge and a lot of context to measure anything. And so Google decided that it's best to try and find some very representative metrics that are actually representing the user experience and not some lab results. And so they came up with the three metrics that we all know today. Made them a part of the Google Web Vitals initiative. Okay, so is it about uh, like making
0: user statistics, like UX statistics and web statistics, more accessible to business owners and non-technical people? Is it like the main
1: goal of the Google Web Vitals initiative? Uh, I'm not sure if it's the main goal. It's certainly one of them, as far as I know. Mm, I think the main goal is to have the metrics that are actually representative of the user experience. So the ones that you can tell for sure that if you lack in any of those metrics, your users suffer in some kind of way. Okay,
0: so making sure that we really measure the right things rather than have a ton of indicators that we're maybe not exactly sure what they mean if we're non-technical.
1: Exactly, exactly. Maybe not even that, but With the with the current metrics and all the technical details, if your website, for example, loads pretty or rather is not very responsive, um you don't really know which metric to blame, because all your metrics can kind of be on a good side, but your site can still perform poorly, and it's very hard to determine which part of the site is really no. I understand. I think I
0: know what you're talking about because. I have seen some on the sites that have very good uh, lighthouse scars and but they're still terrible websites and you don't want to use them. But the score would say that everything is alright, so
1: Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, so 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 that's 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 the main that's the main point about Web Vitals. Uh, that so far that the actual experience of the user was really hard to measure.
0: Right. Okay, so maybe let's dig in into those three metrics that we have today and maybe let's talk more about these. Mm-hmm. Uh, So, so could you tell us what are the three
1: currently in use? So, the three metrics currently in use um, determine how fast the website loads, how responsive it is to interact with, and how stable it is visually. So, those would be... um, Visually stable? Could you elaborate on that maybe? uh, Maybe let's go about them one by one, starting from the the LCP, so that would be the, the loading of the website. LCP stands for... Largest contentful paint, and it's I think one of the one of the more important ones because this is the metric that has received the most attention I think for the for the past years because we had we have so many other metrics trying to actually describe what the largest contentful paint does now. So we have like we have speed index, we have uh, time to Press byte, we have. Um, first contentful paint. We have first uh, meaningful paint. Uh, we have a lot of them,
0: and they're all currently used as a ways to determine if the website is
1: loading fast. Yes, they're all currently used, and they're still useful because you can usually many of times you can spot mistakes in, in in things that you do in serving your serving your content your websites. Uh, but as we previously mentioned, they are not very representative of what users feel when they when they interact with the site and how fast they perceive your website to be.
0: Right, so but largest the, Contentful Paint, yes. that's the metric. That's yes. the, the main one that we yes. are going this, to focus on. Yes, this is on. the
1: one we have to focus about okay. now and for, uh, not forget about the other ones, uh, but mainly focus on this one. All right, so could you explain what it is, how it's measured? Sure, So so the largest in the largest Contentful Paint Uh, means the largest portion of your website. So usually when you open a website, um, one of the key elements that you see and takes up the most of your screen uh, is either an image or a video or some block of text. And so the largest Contentful Paint determines what the largest part of your website is. But the whole website or or just the... Everything that's visible. When you first enter the page, okay. So if your so if your website is very very long, but it's only visible yeah. partially at the top, that's okay. how your website yeah. usually work. It will only measure the things that you see right off the bat.
0: Okay, so so is it a metric that would tell us how fast we can like f- feel that the website is loaded, that we have stuff to do on it, or is it a metric that? Uh...
1: Yeah. So so it's a metric that is supposed to. Um, is supposed to represent how fast do you feel do you perceive the website to load okay. so if, if if the largest part of the website is loaded you generally feel like the website has already loaded and is there and you don't usually pay attention to things like like for instance uh, a notification icon might uh, might appear like 5 seconds after you actually right. loaded the site but you don't really care about it that much uh, okay so already saw the content so, the so
0: what we're talking about here is is mostly about how users perceive our website and that's what we were trying to measure here yes
1: yes everything so is everything is centered around how users per- perceive it and everything is centered around how users feel about it and this is also uh, we haven't mentioned this yet but this is also um a big part of the whole web vitals initiative that most of the most of the measurements that google does and how your actual web vitals are measured um are taken from users directly so they are not lab measurements they're not page speed measurements they're not loud, uh, lighthouse measurements but they are the measurements for the actual people so if we have the largest contentful paint for instance a good indicator of your site performing well is that the actual metric is below two seconds. So what that means is that your largest, largest part of your website should appear to the user in full uh, below two seconds.
0: That sounds or seems like quite a lot of time, right? Because we're all about instantaneous experiences now, like everything has to be super fast super instant Mm -hmm. or users get bored. But this uh, threshold of two seconds, I understand that's basically how we, f- how the users will feel that, the, I mean, the threshold uh, below which users will feel that the website is still fast.
1: Yes, because we're we're talking like not about the whole website loading, but we're still talking about the largest contentful paint, like the largest part of your website okay. being visible to the user. Because over the years, we we've talked about the websites having to load in X amount of seconds. Otherwise, we have increase of the bounce rate and, the bounce yeah. rate and so on and so uh, so on, but. We haven't actually really ever specified what the, what the loading speed is and which metric right. we're considering. And here we're considering the largest Contentful Paint, the largest part of your website within two seconds. And that's, the, that's a good metric. If you are within these two seconds, it's okay. And uh, just, just to add, the two seconds that we measure is not measured by a tool like Lighthouse or mm-hmm. PageSpeed. It's the actual uh, time for your users. So this is a very important part because if your users are majority mo- in majority are mobile users that have poor oh, internet connection, okay. uh, your LCP, so the Largest Contentful Paint, might be completely different than if your users have all have uh, high bandwidth connections course, uh, and are desktop users.
0: Okay, so so now we are not uh, simulating it. Actually, Google takes a look at how long it loaded for people visiting For majority the majority of your users yes okay okay so so we're talking about real users here
1: yes okay and so the so so basically if you want uh, your website to flash green on the largest contentful paint it has to load the largest part of your website within two seconds on 75 of on at least 75% uh, of your user devices
0: okay so that's very interesting we're finally measuring how people interact rather than how bots interact with our websites. Sounds like a move in the right direction.
1: And that's not to say that the tools like uh, Google PageSpeed or Lighthouse are not useful because they still give you a good idea and can simulate uh, speed of certain connections or speed of certain devices. Uh, But you have to keep in mind that what actually matters is what your users perceive.
0: Okay, perfect. So let's move maybe to the second one of these metrics. Mm -hmm which is uh, first input
1: delay, right? Yes, it's FIP, and it's, it's not that big of a deal. I, I mean, it, it, is big of a, it is a big deal in terms of, of it being uh, green, but it usually is. Um, it's how fast uh, it takes for you to interact with an input or press a button, type some text inside a search box, and uh, it's the delay between you doing that and the website responding. And that sounds straightforward enough? It sounds pretty straightforward because it's usually not a a big issue. Uh, it's it like, usually becomes do, do invi- you mean
0: that most websites already uh, are within the criteria to have their I, like, I would I would say so. Delay? I would
1: say so because usually um, usually if if FID is bad is usually an indication that many things before have gone very, very badly. Right. And that we're using a lot of resources already on some background things. That's that's mostly when it happens, and so the inputs are not very responsive.
0: So um, this metric would uh, probably be red or like out of the threshold. Uh, we when we when you click a button.
1: Yeah. When you get visual feedback that you have actually clicked the button when the website acknowledges uh, that okay, you click yeah, the button so and that you see that, okay, the website acknowledges that I clicked a button and is now doing something about it.
0: Right, uh, yeah, so that's not something that we would encounter often on modern websites. I think that usually when you click on a button, it it's not, happens it, instantly. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so it's a very important metric, but it's also uh, really, ba- really, really hard to have only this metric in the red. Okay, I understand. If it's in the so red, it's, uh, it's usually an indication that many other things are in the red as well.
0: So if uh, first input delay is bad, probably the rest of your website is bad as well. Yes. Okay. And the third one you said about cumulative layout shift.
1: That that's how it's called, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this is basically what measures visual stability. Oh yeah, that's what you (laughs) said. Yeah, and visual stability in this in this case is um, for you to imagine would probably be like every time you enter the website. And had a button being uh, being moved over to the top or to the bottom suddenly because an ad loaded, for example, or, or a font uh, was loaded a couple of couple of seconds after you've entered the site. Uh, so basically all the jumps of content uh, of the page is what consists of the cumulative layout shift. And it's measured, it's measured actually by uh, the formula, is as far as I know how much of the site moves by how much okay. and the good benchmark here is to have a point
0: 0.1. Right, but it's not like it's not going to tell us a lot like I, I don't know uh, I, I mean in my it, mind it, it doesn't it, make much sense. Yeah, but, but, one, but you, but you, kinda you, you can kind of imagine
1: idea. it because point 0.1 in this case would mean... Um, so the point 0.1 is a good metric like if you have point 0.1 is like the borderline of your site being on a good side and point 0.1 would mean that, uh, for instance, that the entirety of the visible content on your site is moved by 10%. Okay. That would be point 0.1. So if, so, so if your entire screen would just jump, jump. By, by, by your entire screen, that would be a 1. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Th-
0: so th- that's simple enough.
1: Yeah. So, so small layout shifts
0: are acceptable.
1: If they're very tiny, if you're like if you're adding if you're loading a special font for your button and it makes a button uh, move over a couple of pixels to the left or to the right, it's usually not a problem. But yeah. you also have to remember that it's a cumulative layout shift, so, so it will measure good. all the layout shifts that happen. So you have to think about how many of those would happen. So if you have a multiple buttons on a single side. And all of them are making very little movements. They might add up to being... A, a uh, lot of cumulative yeah. layout shift, yeah. So would you say it's going to be a problem for modern websites? Is it happening a lot? Um, I think it actually is. And I think the biggest problem here are usually ads and how they how they are implemented because uh, they're usually the the technology that's that's most aggressively put into content. And that's right. the most ex- experimented with. Uh, to to accelerate basically all the ad metrics and so, so I think that in this in this regard definitely it will be much trickier for people to, to actually place ads and you will have to pay much more attention to it
0: right yeah, I can imagine that I mean in my head when I, I see all those ads loading up and then the uh, article for example becomes split up into two parts and everything mm-hmm. moves apart yeah that, that makes sense. Uh, So how would we combat the layout shift with all these ads? Is it it something that we address through technology? How do we uh, deal with it?
1: Sure, so we would address it just like any other problem, basically. Um, We would identify the issue, which is now much easier to identify, having these metrics from Google Web Vitals, and can be identified by uh, more people because of how accessible they are and how easy they are to measure. Uh, and then we could go into details, see what happens uh, with all the web APIs, with all the with all the tools like Google Search Console, like Google PageSpeed, like Lighthouse tools. We have lots and lots of tooling in the web uh, ecosystem. All the browsers uh, evolved very, very much into the into the performance measuring, measurement, and optimization space um so it's much much easier to do and right but these
0: uh these metrics are now more available to non-technical people do you think it's going to also be easier for them to fix it by themselves or is it actually that they can see that there is something wrong and they will have to hire someone to I, do it for I them. think
1: it will be much easier for them to see what's, uh, that something is wrong and more more importantly what's wrong mm-hmm. because usually what people see right now are high bounce rates uh, they have bad experience on the side but they can't quite catch what's wrong mm-hmm. uh, so these will, will definitely help with identifying those um, in terms of whether, whether it will be easier for them to fix. It's really hard to say. I would say that um, for non-technical people some issues will probably be impossible to fix. Mm-hmm. Um, it also depends a lot on what you're using for your site whether that's hosted uh, no, so. service or uh, something like Squarespace or some, some site generator where, where everything is predefined and you don't really have control over many things. Right, mm-hmm. but
0: in general they will they will definitely be able to see them Coming, they will see that their website is has some uh, bad metrics, and that they, they should address it, right? Yes,
1: yes, it's it's very it's very easy to measure, and it's very easy to tell whether someone whether any of them is in red, and your users are having a bad experience. Because before, when you had Lighthouse or page speed metrics, uh, even if you had like above 90 score of something, your website could still be bad. Yeah, in terms of loading and in terms of user experience. And also, if your website was below even like 40 or 30, uh, it could still be good user experience. Good enough, at least. Yes. Yeah. So it it, it was an indication usually, because if, um, if you as a web expert would want to uh, audit a site or see what's wrong, you would probably start with one of these tools and see what scores are and what the suge- suggestions are, because they're very good pointers uh but that's what they are. they are pointers. they're not really a clear indicator that that's wrong you have to fix it. Uh, they're more of a hey, take a look at this maybe that's the reason that your website is not performing very well whether yeah. Uh, and yeah so. and with the web vitals we have a clear indication that this is in the red you have to address it this is this is what's wrong this is how you can fix it.
0: Okay so it's very clear. So we have uh, three main metrics we have largest Contentful Paint telling us uh, yeah, how fast our website is loading, how fast users rather, perceive it. Yes. And then we have first input delay, which mm-hmm. we probably shouldn't have in red, because if we have it in red, then probably our site is already experiencing a lot of problems.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <But> that's <laughs> usually an indication yeah. that a lot of things are happening in the background. Yeah. And the last one
0: cumulative layout shift is uh, the metric that tells us if our elements on the website are moving and by how much. And I mean, moving, they shouldn't be moving, when they shouldn't be moving. Great.
1: Yeah, but basically whether your website is stable or not visually. visually. The key thing to remember here is that the, all the metrics are based on the actual perceived performance. They're not mm. yes. indicating like real numbers. I mean, they are in a sense, but if you have poor largest contentful paint, Uh, It means that it's poor for your users and not just Mm. poor in terms of numbers, some arbitrary numbers. So it's not
0: not just that Google is saying that it's poor, but Mm -hmm. your users are actually having a poor experience.
1: It's much more real metric than we had before.
0: Okay, and uh, so where are we on uh, like Web Vitals roadmap? Are they already being implemented? Are they going to be implemented? Is it going to affect uh, SEO Mm -hmm. and Google
1: ranks pages? So SEO will be impacted by it. By a lot, because Google announced that since May this year, so May 2021, um, they will take them into consideration. Very, More I wouldn't say people. aggressively, but they'll they'll just take a very very good look at the sites uh, and at their web vitals and. Um,
0: Right, because Web Vitals are something that you can already s- see uh, today, right? You can check it today yes, on your yes, website. Yes, you,
1: you can already measure them. You can already address them. Uh, there, there is a huge, huge increase already in, in the usage of all the performance optimization and measurement tools mm-hmm. uh, that Google said that they observed, uh, probably because of their announcement that in May they'll they'll take this into heavy consideration when when ranking pages. Um,
0: okay, so so, so basically. If you have a website, you probably should start looking into it right now. If uh, Google ranking you. You definitely a lot want to you.
1: have all three of them in green if you don't want to have a surprise drop uh, in your search results.
0: Yeah, okay. So it's definitely something to look at.
1: Just to add to it, um, since since it's evolving and it's not, pe- we don't have a guarantee that only these three metrics will, will stay and be the only part of the Web Vitals initiative. Uh, you probably also want to keep yourself updated on web vitals because if the new metric is added and your site is not in the green there as well, it might add pretty badly.
0: Right, so it's definitely something to keep track of. And uh, just from your personal experience, like where do you see uh, Google Web Vitals going? Do you think they're going to st- just stay at the these three metrics that we have, or, are they, or did they already say that it's definitely going to be more metrics? How, how is this going to evolve?
1: I think it's definitely going to uh, be more precise uh, as time goes on and we have more user data, like an actual data. Uh, so that's definitely something that's going to affect it. And I would not be surprised if we have more metrics and I would also not be surprised if the three metrics that we talked about uh, will be expanded upon. Maybe changed, but as I said, I think the I think the biggest thing here is the data that we'll get from the actual users. So it's very hard to make predictions because usually the data that we get from the actual users is something much different that we than we thought and we anticipated.
0: Okay. I think that's a very good Google Web Vitals summary. Thanks a lot for the talk.
1: Yeah. Thanks so